Hi everyone, and welcome along to the latest episode of the Endless Silks podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony, I'm one of the regular show contributors uh, to the podcast, and I'll be in the host chair uh, this evening. Tonight we're going to be reflecting on our triumphant day at Hampden Park as Celtic lifted the first silverware of the season in a fantastic match against Hibs. We're going to be discussing, looking, at, looking ahead to St Mirren uh, in a few days' time, and also we'll be discussing the announcement that Bernard Higgins won't be uh, joining Celtic, the Celtic Park payroll. To have all that and discuss all that and more, I'm delighted to be, to be joined by one of our usual uh, contributors, uh, Francis. How are you, mate? Uh, all good. I was wee bit, wee bit tender this morning, I've got to say. Anthony had a couple of share bits, but we're still just through work and got to the day. I've got here. Uh, and we're also <laughs> to be delighted to be joined by Andrew from the Mental Ginger Show. How are you tonight, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm great. No hangover for last night because sadly I was working the day, but what? And plenty sp- high spirits. And again, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Took a couple of tries, you know, and had to look like I'm in a call centre in Mumbai, but I got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just one, one of these things, we're del- delighted to have you on and obviously it's uh, good subjects tonight uh, after yesterday's win um, But before we get started tonight, um, I just wanted to say a few words on behalf of the show uh, For one of our one of the guys that me and Francis uh, knew very well um, For those of you who don't know, uh, myself, Francis and most of the rest of the boys on the show um, Reside from a small mining village in West Lothian called Falthouse Small village, about four and a half thousand people, and as you can imagine, it's a town full of characters. Uh-huh. And there was few, if any, uh, more of a character than a, a Mr. Stephen McGinty, our dear friend, who sadly uh, passed away this weekend. Uh, we got the news on Saturday that he'd, uh, he'd unfortunately had, had passed away. And obviously, there's been a you know outpouring of uh, tributes to him on, on Facebook and all the other. Uh, sort of outlets, just great stories and great memories with them over the years uh, in the pub and, and elsewhere. And just wanted to do tonight's show on his own. He was a big Celtic man. Uh, he had a lot of happy friends as well, though, and he would have enjoyed the result yesterday, no doubt. But the first thing he would have done would be head straight over to his pals uh, on the other side and, and get a few drinks in. Um, so, Stevie, uh, rest in peace, my pal. And tonight, this show is dedicated to you. Okay, moving swiftly on, we'll come to yourself first, Franco. Um, obviously, only one place to start. Celtics, fantastic. 2-1 victory uh, against Hibs yesterday. I wrote, penned an article for the Celtic blog saying that it should have been deemed the Bertie Old final. And really, after that, I really should have put us to be, have a, a 2-1 victory. But um, <laughs> for Ange to get his first silverware at the first time of asking... The only really one question I've got to ask is, are you happy? Delic, happy, Anthony. Stop asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking pretty cheerful. <laughs> oh, had to be done. Uh, whereabouts were done. you watching it yesterday? Uh, round at the Grange, mate. Just round at the local. I had a, had a bit of free hat. The, the, the girl was at the, the pantomime with the kids, so I had a free hat. I couldn't. Couldn't not go round to the pub and just watch it. So yeah, went round there and entertained in the atmosphere. The pub had a good, good atmosphere about it. So yeah, it was, it was fairly enjoyable. Fairly enjoyable, shall we say? Absolutely. And what about yourself, Andrew? Were you, were you watching it? Were you at the match, or did, were you just watching it on the television? <laughs> Well, unlike uh, my man there, I didn't escape the wife and the missus. So I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was BBC Sports apping it and just like refreshing every single like ten, fifteen seconds, just going right. What's happening here? What's happening here? What? Yeah. Well, well, well not the first half hour because I was a bit like, okay, but, uh, this is there anything going on? And then after the second, let's come out for the second half, and all of a sudden it just roared into life, didn't it, guys? I mean, I was just like, whoa, whoa, where was this 45 minutes ago? <laughs> uh, it was a good second Absolutely. half. Absolutely. It was a proverbial yeah. game of two halves, wasn't it? You know, first half, mm. not really much happening. There was obviously potentially, you know, the, the possible uh, penalty incident with, with, with Taylor, and, you know, maybe a couple of hairy moments at the back for us. Mm. But like you say, mm. the. First half, it, it wasn't really much of an affair, um, but the second half, <laughs> what a different story. <laughs> and uh, it didn't go off to the best of starts for us, uh, Andrew, with, with uh, the Hibs goal. 
just uh, poor bit of defending for us. And I, 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 it's just incredible how many times we go behind in domestic cup finals. So I was saying that to, to my sister yesterday uh, when we were watching it. Um, but we, we found a way to win. But just sort of, what's what your, your sort of thoughts on the on, on the second half and and you know what what the you know the best moments were, so to speak. Well, I think the tagline for Hibs was gone in 60 seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Good point. It was Good like, point. what? Uh, well, they bang in and you just instantly think, you're like, oh, no, this is this is the, the cup final thing that Celtic always seem to do. What, and what Starfelt, what, he'd normally not one for having a bad game, but he had a shocker yesterday. What, mm. what, so we don't until later, I'm surprised that we didn't get a penalty shout for us but that's a mm. another story for another day like just trying to balance itself out and Nick mm. what well, it should have just been called like you know Hibs one Kyogo too because he just came to life <laughs> what, and oh, no. what, I mean not ruling out Rogic obviously what, I think he got a wee bit kind of undersold because it became the Kyogo show but just what a, what a sensational game and for uh, we Cal McGregor to get his his first trophy as a captain that's going to do him the world of good Joe Hart what, um, a lot of people when they first came they were like mm, we're not too sure about it I held my hands up I was kind of the same what, and yeah, what well, he really bailed us out. It was like it was like Joe Forster at times, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I was actually that was going to be my next question to yourself, uh, Franco. We'll touch on a few uh, individuals, uh, single out a few for praise, and it will naturally end with a, a certain number eight. I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> but I was going to uh, just ask on on Joe Hart to to begin with. His interview with the BBC afterwards was it just showed you how how much he really loves uh, playing for Celtic. Uh, he just seems to have caught the mood like a lot of um, of our new signings. They just seem to, they just can't seem to really be able to almost process that the, this amazing connection that's between the guys on the pitch and the fans in the stand. Uh, and he's definitely been one of them who's, uh, he's, he's taken us to his heart, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. Like he was, uh, obviously went to Burnley, well, after Man City, went over to Torino, I think, and done Fairly okay then, came to Burnley, never really done anything there, Tottenham, I knew he was going there to sit on the bench and got his chances, but it just shows you, it, it just seemed like a guy that wanted somebody to believe in him again, we've gave him that chance thankfully for three years now, I mean I know he's 35 but that's not too bad and a keeper, he'll get probably three good years out of him and so far what he's gave us, especially yesterday, had big moments again yesterday in the game where he, he, he saved potential probably certain goals in that so I just loved it and he's seen his celebrations on the park after it it just that meant a lot to him I think that for him that was proving a lot of guys down south all the doubters and that just sent them going look I've, I've still got it I know I've still got it and stuff and yeah it probably comes back to the connection with the fans as well that whole cliche they just they just get it like whatever that is they just get that it's just it, it's brilliant to see and, like we've ranted like we've Bigged up Joe Hart so many times, and it's just, it's, I just, I'm so happy he's between the sticks. I mean, me and Stephen were, were back on the back of his train, God knows how long, how we managed to stay on it that long when he was doing there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> I think it was just, it was one of the ones we'd went that long, we had to commit to it, but uh, it's, Joe Hart is, is absolutely, I just, I love the guy, and you just, like, Man City, like, obviously, it was pe- more. With Pep Guardiola, but like they tried, they played for every cup, so it was he's got that in him. He's a he's a born winner. It doesn't matter. Like people obviously like to talk down the league cup and stuff, but it's another trophy. He's def, he's up here to prove himself. He won trophies. He's not up here for the money, which is brilliant. And and you just seen that at the end of the game, just in his celebrations. And I also think, do you think he knew that Spurs were going to get papped out of the Conference League and he knew he was going to have European football after he's... <laughs> he could it was have a nice little British bonus, wasn't it? <laughs> it really was. I saw it on the, on the news pages today and I was like, oh, oh Joe Hart has had a belter a weekend, hasn't he? I All I want for I Christmas know. is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and yourself, Andrew, as well, just again, you, you touched on it earlier, Callum McGregor, first time of asking... Uh, he's lifted silverware above his head as Celtic, Celtic captain. That can only stand him in good stead going forward, can't it? And I'm sure, even though he's already been an integral part of the quadruple winning side, he'll be hungry for even more medals, won't he? 
Oh, I definitely. Well, and it's the same with like, uh, when it was Scott Brown before. I mean, Scott Brown was around for some 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 big wins well, at the start of his career at Celtic before he took the captaincy. Well, and he, but he wanted to make his mark. He wanted to leave his legacy behind, well, and he done it. And Cal McGregor's cut for the same mould, well, because he'll have taken every bit of knowledge and every drop of wisdom that Bruni had. Well, and he'll want to make it, especially being an academy boy, well, certain how it started to how it's going, which was the meme that was everywhere this morning. And it was more and it was more than deserved. Well, he, he's one of the guys that he's one of the guys that I thought, yay, Ronnie Dial had done something right. Uh, <laughs> well, they brought him through. <laughs> what? What? Uh, he got what it, you know. I always talk about you know playing the Celtic way, like, and he totally gets it. What? And another guy that is, I think when I'd seen what, what things saying, oh, he's quite underrated. Is near Beaton. What? And I think when we play him in his right position, as we were doing, what he really comes up good. What? And we were talking about you know why we were like Barkas, like he, what, he couldn't see what uh, two feet in front of his face sometimes. Mm-hmm. Near Beaton would have played in goal. What if he got the opportunity? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we would have been we would have been wanting Scott Bain in after that game, but aside <laughs> for that, what Beaton's definitely deserving a, a mention as well. What he, no matter what position he's asked to play, he plays it and he plays with his, his heart on his sleeve. What and he keeps the club close to his heart. So what I'd like to give the uh, what Beaton a wee wee bum up so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! I couldn't agree more. And I thought when he came on yesterday as well, he just got a camp proceedings down um, a little bit. Obviously, it was an enforced change, but I, th- I thought he played very well, and he's been in great form uh, since Ange has uh, is taken to the helm. Um, staying in the middle of the park, though, Franco. I mean, are there any superlatives left that we've not used yet to describe Tom Rogic? After that, if you've got the wrong guy, you need you need Ross, and he's he's the guy that wants it. He would, <laughs> Ross would probably Ross would probably pluck one out there, but nah, what can you say about the guy that's already been said to him? It's just it's like uh, Andrew said that it's I didn't. It's not till Andrew kind of mentioned that I forgot how good Tom Rogic actually played yesterday because it's. We gingers are a forgotten really people, so we have to let to get up the, the people that are due. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it was absolutely amazing again. Just like taking the game by the scruff of the neck, I felt like he's not one that he did get the, the foot in a bit, and I, but it's just like everything goes through him. He wants like. Like McGregor, they want to control the middle of the park, which you want your midfielders to do. And it was just Tom Rogic in cup finals. It's just, it's what he does, does it? He turns up in cup finals. He's, it's just the thing. But yeah, his form now is is the best I think I've seen it, seen for him at Park Ken. It's, uh, it's, I'll need to, I would maybe need to text Ross for a word to, to try and describe him because I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling here, Anthony. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I, honestly, I, I thought Rose and Giovanni were going to be the most uh, beautiful, skillful <laughs> thing uh, that I'd seen, graceful creation uh, I'd seen all weekend. But then I forgot Big Tom was going to be playing uh, yesterday. So, sorry, Rose. Congratulations on your victory. But uh, I'm sorry, there's only one winner uh, in the Celtic department. Uh, Ross is quite a uh, And uh, <laughs> again, like you say, he, he just had an absolutely magnificent game. And. Uh, as I say, we were talking earlier, Andrew, we went a goal behind, but got right back into it. Literally, almost from straight from kickoff. Uh, a fantastic ball from Callum McGregor over the top. And again, it's that off-the-ball movement. Ikayogo, one touch to bring it under control. And from the moment it left his boot, you know it was going to be 1-1 straight away, didn't you? Oh, yeah. He just The second Kyogo gets on that ball, you know that's it. And I really felt sorry for the Hibs players that were trying to rile him up going off at halftime because that's like poking a bear. You just don't do it. <laughs> what, what? You just don't You don't try and like uh, take, take him on an attack. Like, you don't try and rile him up. It's like it's like flicking a lion's love spot to a wet towel. What? <laughs> What's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the worst idea that you could do. What? And he proved it. Like, the second... But, it's a true Celtic thing, isn't it? That we have to get like a wee kind of punch in the face like, and days a little bit for us to go, all right, game on. Mm-hmm. Well, it normally takes uh, a little longer than 60 seconds. So I was quite glad at that, that we just fired back in. But it's like you said, ball at the feet. You know where it's going. You just got to wait for the celebration. And he's the type of guy that every Celtic fan loves. Like, he loves to entertain. He loves to play. Like, when that ball goes in the back of the net, he just feels the love for the supporters. Like, and it's a, a joint thing. Like, there was a reason why 
Rangers done so well in COVID and why they're not doing so well now their fans are back. <laughs> I've got plenty of Rangers fans who are going to hate me for that, but I'm sorry, guys. Sad but true. <laughs> oh, um, it's just. Um... Listen, they've dished out plenty of it since March, so they can, uh, they, they've got to be able to take it, what, what they give out. Yeah, uh, if you throw a slow ball, like, you got to take a swing, don't you? That's a strike. Absolutely, absolutely. And, Franco, I mean, we got the, we got the equaliser, 1-1. As I say, it's been a position that we've found ourselves in more times than we'd probably like to, to happen in, in cup finals recently. You think of Aberdeen in the Invincible season, you think of Hearts in the, the treble treble year, you know, Going to go behind, it's never great, but we get ourselves back into the game. And, you know, you three completely different types of goals, don't get me wrong. Um, you think of Tom Rogic, he's, it's a, you know, it's a, the ultimate five-a-side goal against Aberdeen. Edward was just anticipation uh, uh, to, you know, slot it, get in between the two defenders and slot it um, over the goalkeeper. But yesterday, I mean... It was just incredible. It took me, I almost didn't celebrate when it, when it actually went in uh, Kyogo's second goal to start with because it took me almost a minute to process what he had just done. That is a goal fit to win any cup final, isn't it? Uh, definitely. I mean, you'll go a long way to try and beat Rogic's goal, but Rogic's one's obviously, a lot of that's the magnitude of that season, what it achieved and things, but Kyogo's is up there. It's, it's, it's up there. It will be talked about for a while within... Celtic fans, how big a goal that was! Like I don't even know if it was a lob. It, it was almost like he just followed it and just, but he knew obviously mm. knew what he was doing and stuff. Because it, it goes in with a bit of pace and a wee bit of dip. It was just the ball for Rogic over, and then he's just his awareness of what's around him. He know he's just he's so good. He knows what's happening. He knows like he's so far ahead of a lot of folk in that, and and then just to to have to have the audacity to just even try it for a kickoff. It's just it's the yeah. special players do they type things they know they'll pull it off and like if you go way back and stuff like Kyogo when he came in he wanted to be known as Kyogo it's he's trying to build like a wee legacy of being known as Kyogo that is the main man like he's what to be the best in the world like the biggest thing in Japan and stuff so I've long met last at Celtic but it was just it was an absolutely fantastic goal I was similar to you Amph it was like. What has just happened to you? Like that is that's unbelievable. This goal. It was <laughs> like it was such like I think only like guys like Kim and Larson are only I know that's high praise already for a guy that's only been here for six months, but you when you know a player's good, you I'm not going to say he's going to achieve what Larson done. Cause that'd just be mentalistic. But when you just see their technical ability someday, like I can't even really remember like Edward was really good, Dembele was really good, but I just didn't see them. Didn't see them doing that type of finish. Having like, I think they're taking an extra couple of touches. It just it takes all the touches he needs. Like with the first goal, it's touch, bang, it's in. It doesn't take five or six touches. It's just whatever I need, it's done. But I think when I was looking at looking at the goal yesterday, it was it just reminded me of something like Larson would do. That's exactly. That was exactly the next question that was coming your way. We can skip that question it, now. <laughs> <laughs> as Franco says, it was one of those goals that, you know, we hadn't really seen that type of technique since a certain Swede ruled this land. Now, don't mm. get me wrong. Of course, the comparisons are going to be made. Of course, I think we would all agree it's far too early to mention them in the same breath. But I'm going to anyway. Uh, you know, we've had a few. Um, Put me under the show, pressure, mate. Uh, Put me under yeah, the pressure. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> One of our friends um, of the show is, is uh, James Forrest of the Celtic blog, and he penned a brilliant article today regarding certain players that have, have sort of perhaps been the, the heir apparent to, to Henrik Strone. You know, you think of Mr. Dembele, um, Edward, you know, even, you know, ultimate uh, striker uh, in terms of scoring big goals also for, for Neil Lennon was you know, guys like Gary Hooper and Georgie Samaras was a talisman in Europe as well but mm -hmm. is Kyogo possibly the closest we've got to, to seeing someone of Henrik's uh, ability? Depends how long he stays in all honesty um, Dembele with the air apparent away in a couple of seasons Edward uh, I was never on the Edward train in all honesty but um, 
it was just more the fact that the price that we paid for him compared to like what he put in for us and the kind of work ethic that he had. It just felt like it was like right, uh, bang, see you next week, off. There wasn't really a kind. Of, there was that kind of disconnect. Well, I mean, it was bad when I thought Magic Zarafsky had a better connection with the fans than Edward <laughs> at times. Well, uh, I, I mean, we forget when he's also trying to carve out his own name from another certain Japanese superstar that we had of Shinsuke Nakamura, who was absolutely fantastic. I remember watching that goal against Man United in the Champions League, and I thought I was actually going to go through my seat when I jumped that high. It was Martin O'Neill days. Well, I thought I jumped that high. Well, I'm pretty sure all my dad's a new light, actually. <laughs> but, um, but but we looked at Nakamura, like, and it, there was a lot of resemblances, and it was they looked at it like a passing the torch. I think there's with uh, the Celtic way, we've got we've got stages you've got to hit when you come in. So for him, well, I think he's just carving his way to get out of Nakamura's shadow, which he's doing fantastically well. And then maybe we can talk about Larson. But again, it's it's totally different times. I mean. Well, we could get a bid for him in January for like forty million, and let the board could go by. But plus, mm-hmm. Coco could go. No, we don't know what will happen with it. Well, but the, he's worked his way, and he'll definitely be, if not a cult hero, and definitely a hero among the fans. Well, if you looked at his what his stats, the sixteen goals in twenty five games was it? Uh, well, that's on. that's that's pretty damn good going. What considering even how how Larson started like, in his first season, he didn't he no he didn't hit the heights of that, but. There's a lot of promise there, but again, it's dependent on something that we can't control, which is time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're absolutely spot on there. It's incredible to think Henrik's first season, he actually scored 16 goals in his, in his mm-hmm. debut year. So you think Kyogo's already hit that and we've not even, you know, Santa's not been yet. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, long may continue for, for however long we have him. Uh, we're just going to enjoy him. And if he can give us more memories like yesterday, then uh, all the better for it. Anthony, but we're going you see to, who gave yeah? him? Did you see who gave him the Japanese flag? I did. I was just about to uh, come mm. there. We're, to <laughs> tonight. Uh, we're also a, a shout out to our friend John Paul Gregg, uh, <laughs> one of our old uh, our old Fault House buddies. Who it was him who gave uh, Kyogo the Jap- Japanese flag uh, to wave about. So you know, it's always good seeing one of your one of your pals getting on the telly. You know, <laughs> the camera suits him. So it does. Uh, well done, John Paul. Hope you had a fantastic day, mate. I know you'll be listening into this. So uh, well done. But in terms of the, the guys on the pitch, uh, Franco, every every team's only really ever as good as its leader. And I think we have to pay a special tribute to the man in the dugout, Mr. Postacoglu. Uh, I think we all seen the, the YouTube footage that was doing the round sort of late Saturday night of one of the speeches he gave to the Australian national team at the mm-hmm. at the World Cup. And then it's some other, uh, it was sort of like a highlight reel of, of his career and how he how he speaks and how how he leads his players. It was obviously something we hadn't seen until he, he came to the club, but very quickly he seemed to get it. He got what we were about, what we stand for and and you know, the kind of the kind of values that we have, not just in terms of, you know, morality, but in terms of our football and values as well. When you think of, you know, you go back to the late spring, early summer, all the the discontent, all the the non, the endless, never-ending saga that was Eddie Howe, and then obviously we were still in the process. Of, you know, you have to self-isolate, etc. When he came over, so he he basically had minimal time, possibly even less than minimal time to introduce himself, get a touch, get a feel of how the squad was, where he needed to strengthen, and yet, in amongst all that, at the first time of asking, he's put some silverware in the trophy room. I mean, the the, the Impact he's had at Celtic just can't be underestimated, can it? Nah, nah, but I, I think uh, John Tomlinson needs to delete a video that me, William, and Stephen done because we all rat him off. <laughs> 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 I think there's not going to be a social media crash with the amount of videos that will be deleted after that. Oh, yeah, we had him written off straight away, but I mean, a certain Mr. Gerard was lauded as the messiah for one trophy out of nine so god knows how you praise a guy doing one trophy in one so i uh, like i struggle to praise rogue so i've no chance praising uh post the when you've, <laughs> you're going with that kind of record but yeah it's just like that interview you spoke of it's it's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant and then i think it touched on a good thing with like the whole like obviously he's an immigrant over to australia and things like that and 
he kind of wears that like a badge of honour and stuff and obviously bringing that over here which obviously Celtic's kind of founded on and stuff as well so it's just he has got that connection then his interview yesterday after the game was absolutely brilliant how he was just I can't remember it all but it was like the wee quote where he says guys like us just pass through this like pass through football clubs but fans this is a generational thing for them they, they force their kids to, to do this they they force their kids to do this and that so it's just it just knows like he's either a really brilliant actor and kens all the buzzwords and all the buzz phrases to say but I just I just think as he's just a genuine guy I think he's he's a smart guy and I just think he knows he obviously knows what he's doing but I just I just absolutely love the boy like I said it a wee while ago on the podcast I was just it's weird I've never wanted to win so much for a guy in my life and I don't even play for Celtic it's just if I'm feeling that as a fan God knows what the players are feeling like and it's they just they all seem to buy in I'm like I've seen a couple of things on Twitter as well like I don't know if you've seen the the picture where obviously him and Kyogo are hugging and somebody mm. tagged it as uh, when you take your drunk pal home at five o'clock in New Year's Day <laughs> 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 but it's just it's He's absolutely brilliant. He's got he's got the media's number. He's too smart for them, and uh, it's just his his interview yesterday after the game and that it was just word for word. It was on point and stuff. He's just I uh, just I hope he stays here for as as long as he's obviously success will determine that. But I can't see anything but success for the guy given given time. I just you can already see it this early that we're we're on a journey somewhere good with this guy. I totally agree Franco and I really think that what we should do if no one's done it already is get a meme of his face on Gerard Butler's <laughs> body going this is poster <laughs> <laughs> if no one's came up with that yet I'm patenting it <laughs> because, well, I'll tell you what uh, Andrew our, um, uh, our uh, joint uh, host of the show uh, John who also does all our uh, opening graphics and stuff he's a mean <laughs> hand anything mm. technical and all that kind of stuff so we'll pass that on and, uh, but we'll, you, we can give you uh, we can give you some rights to it I'm sure you, we won't yeah. mind you having the pattern for it yeah. um, i got to give, give props to the guy that does all your intros because obviously I'm a first time caller and a long time listener well, I've watched oh. you guys kind of I've, wa- I've watched you guys watched you guys for the get go and well, the way your channel has grown and stuff well, over the course well, it's been brilliant to watch like as a fan well, of you well, it's so. got to be going like that <laughs> And Stevens as well. Let's not forget Stephen. Ah, <laughs> well, but no, oh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of his as well. And I just wanted to throw that we kind of well, <laughs> plug in that he's he's are doing great. And so, um, I'm really glad to be on. Hashtag oh, this is hashtag this is poster. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, that's definitely going to be the promo uh, hashtag uh, for the show when it goes out tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, sorry, but like, sorry, like guys. No, not at all. I, 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 and that's what I was just going to say to you as well about the the way he, he speaks in, to the press and how the connection that he seems to have already with the, with the supporters. I was again reading um, one of one of James's blogs today, and I, I totally agreed when he spoke about how each you know previous Celtic managers um, perhaps compare to him, and you know it seems to have. Obviously, he doesn't have the connections to the club that obviously Neil Lennon does. So perhaps Neil feels it a bit more. He's got to be on the defensive all the time, um, sort of defending the club. Brendan, you know, no one can argue his success, but I'm sure also by the same token, nobody could uh, dispute that he also has an ego the size of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> uh, but he's, he seems to have, what's the Coglu? He seems to have won more supporters round, right or wrongly, in a way that Gordon Strachan mm-hmm. couldn't. Uh, among certain certain people, certain elements of the support, the most of the, the most easy com- comparison to make is perhaps with Martin O'Neill, but you also have to say by the same token that Martin had that instant respect um, anyway because of everything that he'd achieved by that point already uh, down south. So everyone knew, we all knew what we were getting when we got Martin O'Neill, and just came over mm. from the other side of the world, um, not an unknown, and you know more across the world but an unknown to backwaters like us who probably don't really a lot of us don't really follow much football you know past land's mm. end mm-hmm. and it just shows you how, how much a, a bigger world there is out there and how much if you give someone a chance uh, they can absolutely make you eat plenty of humble pie mm, definitely we get used to the taste of that as Celtic fans sometimes <laughs> don't we 
But, but uh, well, Franco like compared like a certain Japanese international to the King of Kings, so I'm going to make an equally bold claim for uh, <laughs> for for Mister Posta, well, and say that he's got a similar style to Jockstein. Woof, woof. Yeah. Well, very much knows I'd how to handle. I would, I, I definitely, I would, I'd mm. see where you're coming from with it. It's, yeah, it's he just, knows how to handle the media. Well, yeah, he's got a good demeanour. He's someone who has who wasn't ingrained in the Celtic way. But has become part of the Celtic way. He's got a good connection with the fans. Well, and especially see when he talked about like you know, essentially the football without fans is nothing. Well, he basically paraphrased Jock Steen and I was mm-hmm. like, there's something about him, and maybe that is kind of subconsciously what well, yeah, a bit Freudian in the day. But and maybe that's why we're taking him so much and wanting to do so well. It kind of reminds us of what well, an older type style of manager that you don't really see anymore. Kind of reminds me like when your granda used to tell you like to smarten up and no be a D word, but he was doing it because he cared for you. He's kind of like that 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 granda that you want to give a hug, but you'd be afraid you get a slap and all. <laughs> but, I mean well, that the greatest of respect. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's just in, in such a short space of time, Franco, he's mm. just completely transformed the just the, the outlook even for the fans as well. I mean, some of us we, we did fear the worst um, going into this season. We thought we were always going to give them their support. I think that's just, it's a contract Celtic has with its manager. Fans have with the manager. We'll always back them. We'll always get behind them. But there was a lot of hushed whispers, wasn't there, that this this could really, we could end up with a lot of egg on our face here. But it just shows you um, to, you know, just let a guy go on with his job and we can reap the benefits from it. Uh, totally. I mean, some of the experts, Hugh Keevan's been one of them, had him sacked by Christmas. Now, I appreciate Christmas is still a few days away, but I think after after the weekend, I'm pretty confident he'll not be sacked <laughs> by Christmas anyway. Quite a bit stayed sort of wrong to be done, done by then. But yeah, like, just like what Andrew says, he's like, we always like a, you kind of like a Celtic man in, in charge and stuff. For, I don't know what it is. It's just, do you feel like you need a Celtic guy and there's somebody that understands the club? But like I said in the, the chat yesterday, he is a Celtic man without being a Celtic man because he just his whole sort of uh, morals and stuff are just what Celtic are built on. He's just like he just he wants to do good. He wants he knows what the fans want. He wants to play entertaining football for the fans. He's no willing to sacrifice sacrifice that might give us a dodgy ticker and things like that. And but it's it, he's a stubborn guy that way. And then you hear him. Fair enough, you, Andrew, you mentioned about the, the grand and that when you hear his story about how his dad would, <laughs> was super proud of him, but would always pick flaws in and stuff. It's just, it's the generational thing, is it? But mm. yeah, just, uh, I, th- I think we've unearthed, I think obviously the, the Eddie Howe uh, saga has been a wee blessing in disguise. And I, I think we've, we've unearthed a gem here, like it's maybe a wee bit patronising saying that and the fact that just be not known the guy, but I think we've we've really landed lucky with with Eddie Howe uh, shit in the nest, really. Mm. <laughs> and you uh, said you weren't good at analogies, man. <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah. He's a man of many talents, Franco. So he is. Mm. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, Franco. And just to before we move on, and we just I'll, I'll come to yourself, lastly, uh, Andrew. Um, as I said earlier, I, I penned an article for for the Celtic blog uh, on Friday saying that. I felt that perhaps could have been more could have been done to, to sort of dub this the Bertie Old League Cup final, just with obviously his connections uh, with both clubs. We've seen his. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if it was exactly um, members of his family, but I have heard that in reports that it was family in the in the box yesterday who had his his cardboard cutout out. Uh, and obviously, with that beaming smile, um, we obviously mm-hmm. we, we all missed him, but I think he would have approved of uh, Celtic coming out on top in a, a final against Hibs, wouldn't he? Definitely would have approved of coming out on top, but maybe uh, having the wait so long, like, it might have been a bit like, right, come on, guys, get the finger out. <laughs> but, but, but in fairness, like, that, that's also part of the Celtic way, like making you sweat for it, so you appreciate it even more. But mm-hmm. like, see, well, it wouldn't have mattered like, what, uh, what, how tight it would have been, like, what performance, like, like you said, as long as he got the win, he would have been happy. Like, and not, the lines up there right now will be like, if you can get drunk in heaven, they'll, they'll or they're constantly drunk. Well, they'll they'll be enjoying this for for ages. They'll be finding the rest of the the Ibrox ones and going. Ha, ha. <laughs> but, yeah. 
But the Celtic players had it, had the right mindset. They just went out. They thought, right, we're going to do it. We've got a game to win, and that's the best way we can do it. And that's the only way you can do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. And as I say, thanks again to Ange Postacoglu and mm-hmm. all the all the players for giving us our first uh, reason to celebrate some silverware at uh, the first time we ask you this season. Our first trophy uh, that we're covering as a podcast as well. So here's hoping there's a couple more. A couple more at least by the end of the season. You just never so know. Mean I've got to come back every time I've we win those a trophy. Tickets out. I mean, if you're a good, <laughs> yeah. luck, if you're a good luck, aye. Oh, we gingers, <laughs> you know. We, we get persecuted a lot, you but sometimes we bring know. a bit of luck. You never That's know. That. Here That's we that. go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, obviously, Franco, yesterday morning we got the, the, the fantastic news that Kyogo was going to be able uh, to play in the match. And lo and behold, he came up trumps and brought the cup home for us. But it wasn't the only big news to come out uh, yesterday uh, doing the rounds on social media. Uh, but it was equally uh, brought as much joy, I must admit. Um, as I say, I accept that we Celtic fans, you know, the support is a broad church and speaks with more than one voice. But the news that Bernard Higgins will not become an employee of Celtic, it, I think it's safe to say the majority of Celtic fans will have been over the moon with that news, won't they? Yeah, and it's like everybody's been saying on Twitter, the war is over, the Rebels have won. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was such great news, considering without going way into why we didn't want him here, but finally we, we now have clarity that the guy's not coming in. The next worry I thought getting two down beat is who is good, because there's clearly a position there they want filled. It, it's who's got to fill us, but obviously Bernard Higgins being the face of what it wasn't the the law that he brought in, uh, it just they couldn't be anywhere near Parkhead. And now that obviously we know that he's not going to be, you just you hope that obviously that will should galvanise the support again and get us all all on side, and so we're not arguing like we were sort of for the last couple of games where fans were obviously singing certain songs to each other. So you just hope that everybody's in full voice the next game at Parkhead and stuff like, which. Is actually the Rangers game, isn't it? So hopefully, every uh, no, Hibs on the 29th, mate. Hibs on the 29th. Mm. Forgot about that. So, like, I think Parkhead will be absolutely, absolutely rocking that day. Knowing this news, obviously, it'll be the first game after at home after uh, the cup final victory and stuff. So, and then you just hope that that then resonates back onto the team, which hope it, it should do. And then, like, obviously, we had Juranovic coming out saying how it was a wee bit weird with it the silent protest and things like that. So it just everything about it, when you just get it back to the team, how the fans will be singing in full voice. And ah, it's just, it's it's so good news for, for a multitude of things, just in the terms of what we've, like, we've said it in this podcast, Postacoglu has done well to separate that side of things to, away from the team's performance. But you want help. He did allude to that saying we wants he wants nothing to affect the football and stuff. And I think that was a roundabout way of him saying, please, Danny, hear silent protest and stuff. And now now the fans will be in full voice. So he's got he's got everybody on side. Well, not Post Coggle's got everybody on side, but everybody's back on side again and got to just forget about what's happening and stuff. And that's it. just so hopefully, fingers crossed that this has just got to resonate down to the team and get us all back bouncing again. Mm. Uh, I definitely agree that, with you. Absolutely. Definitely agree well, with you, Franco. Thing, Andrew, um, but when you think about it, it's as great news as it is. We obviously haven't had any official statement from Celtic yet. It came from Bernard Higgins' own spokesman. We might never actually get anything official from Celtic. <laughs> they might just see it as they they haven't spoken before. It made anything official statement before now, so they might just decide to continue with that. What always got me about it was that the club officially put their stance. It protested against the legislation that he was tasked with enforcing when when the offensive behaviour at Football Act was in place. And when you look at, you know, some of the the things on the list of, you know, innocent guys, just ordinary working class boys being raided at dawn, you know, strip searched, you know, quizzed if they're members of, you know, paramilitary organisations. And, that, and that's just the stuff that we've seen on YouTube, let, let alone mm-hmm. God only knows what things that, that might have happened. It just makes you beg the question, you know, what the hell were they thinking even considering them? See, I think that they made a misstep and they were actually going to hire 
Cameron Mikkelsen for Scott Squad. I think I think that's uh, who they because that's that made about as much sense to me when I fit when I heard it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, honestly, honestly, like, uh, you cannot, you can't. It, it was a not only were you slapping them in the face, like when they were down, you were setting them on fire, pissing on them, and flinging their ashes over and over govin. I mean, come on, That's, yeah. it was the biggest insult that I that I could have thought at the time. Well, and don't get me wrong, but, um, I think Celtic probably won't say say anything about you know him not coming because like they'll just think, well, the trash is taken out itself, so to speak. Well, what I mean, as there's one thing we learned for last season, why would Celtic put in any effort to do any media when somebody's already done it for them? Mm. Yeah, it's uh, hard to argue against that point. <laughs> but and like you say, Franco, the the one of the good, the good, like you say, one of the good things is, of course, that it it does draw a line in the sand to to a certain extent, and I would imagine that this will now bring an end to the the silent protests and. You know the obviously the the tennis balls and all of those mm-hmm. sort of disruptions that the primarily the Green Brigade were doing to make their point. Um, mm. Hopefully now, as I say, we can move on from it and just get back to you know cheering the team on. Hopefully to, to further success. hundred uh, percent, De- definitely yeah. agreed with Franco on that one. What that what it's done. Let's focus on what's on uh, what we can do on the pitch. I think I think Absolutely. they will. I do think they will. I honestly think the Hibs game. It'll be brilliant, like atmosphere-wise. I think it'll be absolutely amazing. Mm. Here's hoping. But well, obviously, mm. it's an ever-changing situation, obviously, with uh, Omicron and, and coronavirus yeah. again. We, we know there, there, mm. probably, there may well be a, more further announcements before uh, those games, but we've got everything not crossed that, um, but at, at least in some capacity, the, the, the stadium can can be full. Um, mm. yeah. The last thing we want is, is, is more restrictions. Um, but coming, coming to that next one, uh, Francis, is um, obviously tomorrow night, uh, sorry, Wednesday night, we play St Mirren uh, at Paisley. Obviously, they've had their, their own issues with uh, with coronavirus, uh, and there was talk of, at the at one point, they, they might not have been able to field a team. At the moment, as we record this, the match does go ahead, and it goes ahead with a crowd. We'll just be hoping to more of the same from yesterday. Uh, yeah, the team, the team will be flying. There might be a couple wee changes, but I think in the main, the team will be what we've seen at the weekend there. But it, it could go like a footballer all down beat. It's been a good podcast, but it could go one or two ways. <laughs> it could just total just be absolutely flat after after yesterday's game. But Saint Mirren aren't aren't great now. Like you've touched on, they've got their COVID issues as well. So I think it'll be a fairly comfortable. Comfortable night, or uh, not in Paisley, but it's, I'm just hoping it's not going to be one of the ones where you just off the back a great weekend, a great result, picking up a cup, and sometimes just the next game is just one that just ends up giving you a negative result. But I just, I, I don't, I don't see it considering the opposition and how they've been playing and their their current issues right now. I don't see anything but but a Celtic one. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Franco. Uh, you, do you some more, uh, Andrew, or are you feeling about it? Well, I'm feeling quietly confident. Well, I'm not going to let uh, as I call. Um, well, as I've as I normally say, I'm not going to let what I call the the pre-mark transformer variant get us. <laughs> well, uh, well uh-huh. I think. Well, I mean, obviously, it's 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 something that we've got <laughs> got to consider. Well, yeah. there's every chance. Something could ha- what well, something could happen at the time of this recording. As you said it's still going ahead. Um, it, it's it's got the feel of that that typical Celtic banana skin where something could happen, especially mm-hmm. if uh, as long as they don't get it in their heads about the whole what, Rangers being seven points ahead. Because yeah. what well, we've had that happen before, where they just look at the points and all of a sudden it's just like oh no. Uh, and we make it even we make it harder for ourselves most of the time than the Rangers make it for us. Mm. But quietly confident, well, as I say in a big loud ginger voice. <laughs> 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 oh, absolutely brilliant. I'll uh, I'll mm. come to you then for potential who do you think there'll be any changes, Franco, to the, the team that started yesterday? I th- 
I I think the only they change are. will probably be probably be Tumble. Obviously, he'll he'll be out, mm. won't he? So probably Beaton will come in. So I would I'd imagine Joe Hart, possibly possibly Ralston at right back. I would say be Starfield mm. and Carter Vickers uh, at the centre and probably putting Rijanovic out in the left, and then our midfield three being Beaton, McGregor, Rogic, then. The front three probably Johnson, Abada, and Kyogo. I don't think there'll be wholesome changes. Hmm. Uh, and you got a score my... prediction for me, Franco? I'll go two 0 I'll go two 0 Hassle three two 0 Hassle three. We're going back to it. <laughs> 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 to yourself, Andrew. If you uh, if you were Angie's uh, assistant, who would you be advising them to play tomorrow night? First of all, I would say don't listen to a word that I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I pretty much agree with Franco, aside for, uh, from one. I would, uh, controversially, I would get rid of Starfelt and get Welsh on to start with. I get that, I get that. Just, be, just because of what, um, how he was in the final, what, maybe what, just see how Welsh does, what, and if maybe struggling and not doing as well by half-time, get a switch round and maybe... Well, Smart, smart star felt up a little bit, but yeah, like I, that's the only change that I would really make aside for the obvious return bull we would be on what playing and he's playing his natural game, as they say. Mm. What, um, what, and Celtic still have a habit of shipping goals in, so I'll, I'll go, I'll go with a repeat scoreline, I'll go 2 1. 2 1. Again, mm. it's just at this time of year the games are coming thick and fast, yeah. aren't they? I definitely mm-hmm. would. Uh, I'd be more than happy with a two-one or a hassle-free two-nil. Um, mm-hmm. like, like you say, I, I can't. I don't know how many changes there will, there will be, if any. Maybe he'll end up resting Kyogo again. We, we just don't know how. We don't know how fully fit he actually was yesterday. Um, mm. But then again, he just seems like one of those uh, wee guys that just desperate to play every single. Mm. Minute mm. of every match. Uh, you know what I would so think he, of? I would think that he'd be goal. like, uh, remember Mourinho when he was banned in the Champions League and he was just in the wee, wee clothing bit? You just see <laughs> oh, him wheeling just Keogh go out, just popping out. <laughs> just so, uh, what? Keogh's just got that kind of style about him. He just wants to play uh, every single game. What? And it's just brilliant to see. I think it's another reason why the fans love him so much. Mm-hmm. I agree. agree. Yeah, absolutely. Aye. Uh, so in terms of the uh, in terms of the show, we're, we're, we're mostly done, guys. So I was just going to say, this is the last time uh, that I think we'll, we'll be on before Christmas. So I was just wanting to know what your plans are for the big day. You've got anything mm-hmm. nice uh, on, no, the, on the agenda? It, as it stands, it's with family, Anthony. Family at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's as, much, as exciting as it'll get. As you know, the, the girl's heavily pregnant due at the end of January. So they'll not, they'll not be... I'll, I'll be taking it easy. I'll have to. I'll be forced into a, a couple share bits. I'll not be able to be going silly. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be a tough one for you, Franco. I'm sure it'll be really hard to have. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm pretty much the same as you. Aside from well, not having a heavily pregnant wife, we got we got twi- <laughs> we, we got twins in the get go. So yeah, I was I was when when I said uh, one and done, I didn't mean a pregnancy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> But yeah, I'll be I'll be laying low with the, the wife and the kids. It's uh, my grand's birthday's on Christmas Day as well. That's oh, all. So uh, so I'll go over and see. Uh-huh, thank you. Well, I'll go over yeah. and, and see her as well. Well, it's always quite funny because what well, I always like to kind of round off with a joke. So here's one for you. Well, when I was six years old in church, well, and they're going round Christmas Day service and they're going right, boys and girls, it's a very special day today, like Christmas Day. Do you know whose birthday it is? And me being me, I just shout out, my gran. Entire church bursts out laughing. <laughs> my mum's head hits her hands. And then my dad starts telling everybody I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make oh, that stuff up. Superb, man. Superb. Nah. Well, again, it's, uh, it's pretty much uh, a treble of quiet Christmases then. Because uh, yeah. I'll be very much mm-hmm. the same boys just in the house. Uh, no doubt a few shared bits. I might, uh, I might stick the cup final highlights back on again at night once... Uh, once the Strictly special is finished, of course, <laughs> yeah, you've got to tune in. Got to see well, who wins stuck, the Pass I'll of Nobly Glitter Ball, you know? I'll be stuck with Mrs. Brown's boy, so I envy you. <laughs> oh, that's oh, God. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. But just before we go as well, Andrew, um, I, I 
I'd meant to give uh, you the the sort of the platform to go and give your 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 own show a bit of a shout out at the start, and I totally bypassed by the time we started talking <laughs> about Celtic. So before we finish up, just uh, the floor is yours. Give yourself uh, give your show a wee uh, a wee uh, promo. Well, in fairness, like, I was just having such a good time, I wasn't bothering. I'm just glad. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's like when any ginger gets invited anywhere, we're just glad to be there. It's like we're to get. It's like Celtic getting. It's like Celtic getting into Europe. We're just like nah, we, we got here. We're cool. But, um, so, I, if any of you do want to check it out, first of all, my condolences for what's going to come. Uh, it's it's that mental ginger show. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, we're on at the moment Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at seven o'clock. Uh, I was originally meant to be doing one a week, and then the guests just kept coming. So I was like, all right, I was like I'm doing this then. <laughs> what? But it was quite weird because what I started kind of like revamping my show at the time that you guys launched as well so watching how well we've both been doing and i've just been keeping tracks and been like mm-hmm. uh, i i really what well, i was loving obviously your guys stuff what and taking me mm-hmm. tips and ideas of how to incorporate your, like your banter into my stuff so what well, uh, it doesn't mean you're getting any cuts <laughs> any profits because i've not got any you got a sponsor before i did <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've got any money at that yet <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's been a privilege coming on guys like, i really appreciate it thank you so much for ha- uh, for asking me to come on oh, what, and if oh. you ever want to embrace the the ginger madness you're more than welcome to come on and oh. what get what do a wee a plug for plug so to speak yeah. what that came out wrong but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you i think i'll take you up on that offer maybe not the plug but you know what i mean <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, not, i'm sure it was green white and gold good. we're all good <laughs> oh well, I, well that's, that's fair enough then. That's fair enough. Yeah. Let's go for it then. No, Andrew, it's been absolutely brilliant having having you on as well. Thanks for um, you know, saying very kind words in terms of your show. We're we're trying our best. We're, as I say, we're, we're not even a year old yet, but we're just as I say, what I'm in terms of I can always speak for myself, but I'm an absolute novice when it comes to technology. I just rely on Stephen and John to do their thing and I just turn up and <laughs> talk nonsense most of the time uh, but that, that's mm. been pretty much it um, but as I say it's been absolutely brilliant having you on and absolutely, you're welcome back anytime my friend anytime and good luck uh, I'm sure we'll no doubt see your show grow and grow uh, as time goes on uh, but really? in terms of tonight's show everybody that is us it's came to uh, and just before we go Franco just to, just to say how about Celtic won in the, the league ch- the, the league cup again like first trophy as a podcast <laughs> First trophy is a podcast, uh, first day many, I believe. Yep. And, and, and Ange we can't trust. Wait. And Ange we trust. Yep. The Ange Express is, is rolling on. Oh, very this is Posta! <laughs> 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 the Ange Express is running a lot better than the ScotRail services. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but no, thanks for, thanks for tonight, guys. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and we'll, uh, thanks to everyone else for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas. Tune in to the boys on Thursday night uh, with the reaction to the St Mirren game. Hopefully another talking about another victory for the boys. But all the best. Stay safe and hail, hail. Thank you.